Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? Mike Tyson. Uh, I'm here with Spears, representing the Spears and Steinberg podcast, uh, as we talk about part two of the Tyson documentary that you guys saw uh, on ABC. Uh, that's as good as my Tyson's going to get. This this uh, this podcast is going to be hell. You think hell? So? Hell? Oh, <laughs> got you, got you, got you. Um. I swear to y'all, on everything I love, um, we were supposed to be in San Jose next week, but California is opening back up. But for whatever reason, uh, the powers that be who were supposed to pull the plug uh, or who were supposed to open up San Jose has pulled the plug. So now that's been postponed, but we are slowly but crawly getting back to normal. Uh, so we have the week off next week. Um it wasn't next week. It was the following week that we were supposed to be in San Jose. We were supposed to have. Next oh week yeah, we supposed to have next week off. Yeah. Then the following week being in San Jose. So now we got two weeks off. Yeah, two whole weeks. Yeah. So I'm gonna use this time to say I promise y'all on everything I love. Uh, this is it. Um, I'm getting right. I'm gonna get my 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 egg yolk glass drinks on. Get into my Sylvester Stallone dun 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 dun, dun, dun shit. And get right. Do you want me to send that song to you like every day? Yes. Send it over. To you. Um, who has who has that joke? Someone has a joke about that. About what? That Rocky song. Da, da, da. Yeah. I never heard anybody. Yeah, it's it, they go. They they were playing it every day to get themselves into shape. Oh, it, you know who it is? It's Neary. Oh, Neary said that. Yeah, he has a joke about it, but he goes, "But it's five and a half minutes long." Because I can't run for five and a half minutes. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Yeah, check I, out Neary I, I, Sands. I'd have to hear it. I'd have to hear. Check it. out Neary Sands, you guys. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, we're here right now in Irvine uh, at the Improv, and they're open back up. Of course, of course, limited capacity. Tyson did. Uh, yeah, and uh, <laughs> of course, of course, of course. And um, before we decided to do the podcast, we had to eat real quick, and we ate some shit. Uh, and now um, the nigga itis, I'm fighting it. But I'm going to be all right. I'm, I'm saying all that to say I'm about to get my shit together, man. I, I, be, I know I say this all the time, but I'm really about to try to get my shit together. So uh, let me just, I just want to confirm this for myself and for the people listening. Yeah. You got to get your start like Monday, you're going to start, or are you going to start two weeks from Monday? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Tomorrow you're on it. Tomorrow. Okay. I mean, I've been trying, but it's not easy. It's hard on the road. It is. It's hard, period. It's hard, period. But when you're on the road, and like this morning, we didn't want to go out and grab anything. It, right. We just did here. It's it's easy. It's so easy to eat shitty. But. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Um, and I want to say first of all, welcome to all the new listeners. Uh, if you are new, I, I, I hate to sound repetitive to the people that listen to this because they already know. But for you that don't, for those of yous, for the bothies, for those of yous who don't, uh, if you can listen to this episode, but start at episode one. 
Go in order. Track the growth. Watch the Cosby kids go from kids to adults. You know, watch Keisha Knight Pulliam grow up. Watch Malcolm Jamal Warner grow hair on his nuts. You know what I mean? Follow us. Track us. Grow. See the jokes. They'll make sense to you. The, the, the callbacks. All of that shit. Uh, start from episode one and binge, man. Have a ball. So that way everything makes sense to you as we as, as we slide into the future. Um, a lot of people wrote me and said they love the gay Rocky. Uh, and, you know, I, I've said this before as comics. Anytime we do a set, there's always after the set where we think about, fuck, we reanalyze and go, what could I have said? What should I have said? What did I forget? Um, and it fucked me up because I'm such a perfectionist when it comes to the skits and some of the shit we do on the podcast, which 99.9% of the time is spontaneous. So when you hit, when you get it, you get your food to order. Uh, so sometimes I might forget to but, put butter on the toast uh, as I'm just serving you your shit. But there was the moment where I wish I had said, when I did that thing about Sly going, um, I was my kid being born this great state in the history of my life. I wanted to do the guy in the crowd that goes, we love you, Rock. Yeah, and I love you too. And then finish it out with, and I just want to say one thing to my man at home. Hey, yo, Steven, I did it. Because I didn't say it because when he goes, my wife at home. I just It made me laugh when I went, my man at home. It's the most macho, gayest thing that you could ever say and still try to be macho. Um so there was a correction on that. And then also, when the nigga with the, what was his name? Junebug Spade. Yeah. Junebug Spade. When he was talking to the guys, all right, boys, go find a nigga to rape my daughter, Junebug Spade. After the one guy went, was it Rand Foots? No, it wasn't Rand Foots. Pay attention. She already said who it was. Then I wanted to do another voice to just give it some more complexity. Was oh, that that nigga Lira Furious? Nope, wasn't Leroy Furious. He's been missing for quite some time. As a matter <laughs> of fact, I went down to the local post office and I saw his picture on a Mrs. Persons page. And right next to that picture was another picture of a missing nigger gal. Runs by the name of Farrah. And apparently she's from Portland. <laughs> We're getting off topic now, boys. So, damn, I was like, fuck, it could have been better. So, well, since you brought up Portland, though, we will be there June uh, 25th through the 27th as long as Portland uh, continues to uh, remain open. Pharaoh, what's wrong, baby? You going to come out? Talk to us, baby. You going to come and see us? And there's a good email that I got of a dude addressing Farrah's absence, uh, and he gives kudos to you, Andy. I'm going to paraphrase, but he basically is saying, you know, for Farrah to talk all that shit, and the moment Andy checks her, for her to go missing, it feels like a cowardly move. Now, I can't speak for Farrah's intentions. Uh, but Farrah, you know, we love you, baby. Uh, why are you not writing in? Are you still listening? Have you abandoned us? If you have, or if you have it, let us know, baby. Don't be like that. Because we want to leave you a couple tickets to come out to the show. Yeah. So let us know. So you can come on out. And if you have quit the team, then you need to hand in your bitch badge. You can't be out in the streets with your bitch badge and your gun. Still doing police work if you're not officially on the force. Uh, Let us know, Farrah. Come on, girl. Don't be like that. Uh, And if there's something that bothered you, speak to us. You know? Let us know what it is. That way we can create a dialogue and maybe make some corrections. And if you don't want to speak to us, then right in and speak to the main bitch with the side chopper and the side seat with the chopper and have her talk to Big Mama and she'll come talk to Big Daddy. What's wrong with you, Farrah? Big Daddy, you want me to go talk to this bitch, Big Daddy? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, ready to dive in or is there anything you else you want to say? No, nah, man, I just, I'm excited to go back to Portland. I hope it's uh... cleaned up. Well, you know, I just, I'd like to be able to go. Uh... Get one of them grilled cheeses from that. Uh, right. Uh, See, I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm going to be on my Rocky shit. You, you could have. All right, I'll probably have it on the one off day. No, you, you can have it, but you just can't like indulge and then have that and fries. And all everything. right, when I go hard, nigga, I go hard. I don't shoot 
one bullet. I empty the chamber, nigga. The clip. You only do one to kill him. No, but listen, if I if I if I'm if I'm good, six days out of seven, I'm allowed yeah. one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna go hard that day. Okay, I'm reloaded. You fucking with me? You fuck with big time. All right, <laughs> All right. Tyson part two. Yeah. What do you think? You want to go first? Or? No, I want you to. You, you're the more passionate one about Tyson. I I thought this was. I I really think it uh, gave me a little bit more information. Mm-hmm. Um, let me just see. Look at my notes real quick. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know they kind of opened this one up, talking about the Black Miss America pageant that took place in Indianapolis, which of course is where Mike was accused of such a felonious caper. Um. And one of the black women that was being interviewed was like, you know, when Mike came through, it was like, yeah, there was a lot of black celebrities there. But when Mike was there, it was like pandemonium. It was like all these women were screaming for him, clawing at him, throwing their panties at him. It was like he is this sports icon. And I just wish, please, for the love of God, can some women just flat out be fucking honest and go it's about the money it's about the fame because come on mike was not a good looking man he was a brute he was a savage in the way he behaved in the way he interacted with people particularly women uh and not saying his 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 intention was to be that way but he didn't know any better he wasn't eloquent he wasn't classy he wasn't educated on the right way to interact with women some of the women went yeah he would grab women on their butts without permission uh he would say to women straight up i want to fuck you he would say come to my hotel bring your girl too because i'm a celebrity and that's what we do and the one girl was like when he said oh he says to her where you from and she goes i'm from atlanta uh, he goes, oh, you Southern girl. Yeah, y'all like to eat. I like to eat. And I'm not talking about food. And she said she immediately went, uh, I'm not down with that, and pulled out. Um, And listen, man, if it's, and I've said this before on the pod, if it's Denzel, if it's Boris Kojo, if it's LL Cool J, uh, if it's Blair Underwood when he was alive, Christoph St. John, I could name a half a dozen good-looking black men who who women fawned over. A young 1980s Philip Michael Thomas, a la Miami Vice, tubs, light skin, green eyes, curly hair. If them niggas wasn't famous and they didn't have a dime, just based off their swagger and their looks, you would go, I understand why women are on them. I understand. But then again, throw in the money. Throw in the fame. Now you got dynamite. Mike had to be famous. He had to be rich. He had to be heavyweight champ of the world. Mike was not a naturally good-looking dude. Not like Ali. Charismatic, six feet something. Very articulate. You know, uh, good-looking, sexy. So I just wish some women, just be honest. Stop acting like it's about anything other than the motherfucker's fame and the money. Y'all, some some women, and I'm not all, but I just wish women would be honest and stop trying to paint it, paint this picture like they are just these innocent people who are attracted to this nigga for the right reasons. You see an opportunity. There's some vulture shit going on. All right. No. Her her excuse, and it was that her da- her dad it was huge. Her dad was a huge fan of Tyson, and that's why she looked up to Tyson. And there was some connection there. Are you talking about Desiree Washington herself? Yeah. Okay, I was just talking about the women in general. Okay, no, I'm just saying from the show because I, I you know, uh, I I don't disagree with anything you just said, um, but the the, the 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 crux of this is though. All that being said, that when they're together, and if a woman says no, then it's supposed to be no. Absolutely. So that that's where absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's no. You can't. If she says no, you can't force your way like the Terminator. Absolutely. Can I have pussy? No, he, no, he. 
So, so, so that being said, you know, I, it, but how do you, this is my, this is my, the hardest part that I had with it. And, and I remember growing up when this happened and, you know, I was, I was confused uh, because it's supposed to be about evidence is how you get convicted. Right. And so two people are in a room and one says, you know, I didn't, I, you know, I don't know how to. I don't know how to phrase this the right way because uh, it doesn't make sense to me. One saying that she said no, and the other one said, I didn't steal the pussy. Right. So, well, it's like the how, lawyer said, rape cases are hardest because it's he, basically he, he said, said she said. said. Right. So what are you basing, what are you basing this convi- conviction on? And that, that was the part that was hard for me, and it was based on uh, a jury that was put against. I mean, everything was against Tyson. On this, everything that they did, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to defend uh, sexual assault. I'm trying to defend uh, a system that seemed broken at that, had broken down at that moment where this guy wasn't going to get a fair shot. I think to answer your question, though, when you go, what is it that decides if it's he, she, he said, she said, it's ultimately who they believe, who they feel uh, emotionally sympathetic towards. Um, because when they were talking about that, and again, this is what I'm saying in terms of Mike's eloquence and his, and his intelligence, he's the, the one guy said the moment that jury heard Mike say out of his own mouth, I want to fuck her. I wanted to fuck her. You could hear a pin drop in the room. They almost gasped like, there's the savage. And then here you have this frail Barely hundred pound girl with that soft smoking spoken voice, and I told him no, and da 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 da, and you hear I wanted to fuck her. Urgh, there's the beast. So there you go. You know, and I know that this is, I know this isn't the way that we're supposed to be thinking today. But like you said earlier, and again, this is not against anyone or putting blame on someone else this is just common sense and this is where i think some things really get missed uh and although men are responsible for their actions i think some common sense has to be used you heard one woman say mike tyson said uh what do you say that you you said uh oh i like he like i like to eat right and and i'm I'm not not talking about food She got the where she was like no i'm not gonna be part of that everybody knew that he was great he grabbed asses everybody knew Right, and you're gonna come to his room. And what what was she thinking that was in that room at well, that time of well, night? Well, he, when you say that, we're dealing with two trains of thought. There is the that's something we all say because we go, "What the fuck did you think he wanted to go up there and play fucking uh uh what's that fucking game? Tiddlywinks? No, the ones where you the checkers and you put them in the board and he oh uh, cross four or something like that. Yeah, whatever. He wanted to play fucking uh, hungry, hungry hippos. How would he say that to her though? Do you want to go to my room and play hungry, hungry hippos? <laughs> Do you think that actually got said? That's what's even more amazing about. It. Um, so there's the logic of going, yeah, but then there are the people that'll go. It doesn't matter, I, I, and I understand that part, but it does matter because it does matter because uh, because. And that's, I'm not that's sa- scary when you say that. No, no. But this is what I'm trying to say. I'm not saying it matters uh, that he be, when someone s- says no, it's still no. I'm not saying it doesn't. I'm not saying it trumps that. I'm not right. saying that it's above that. Right. I'm not saying that a, a, a man isn't supposed to be in control of himself. And if a woman says no, it's no. at all times. But uh, there is a point also where you don't dangle your uh, meat out of a out of your uh, your window to a wild animal. See, this is one again. Those one of the things where I know what you're saying, and I think most people with common sense know what you're saying, and they would go as far as to say you're right. But even saying that sounds like justification. No, because and that's where it gets dangerous. But I am not saying it's above. When a woman says no, the answer is no. I'm uh, not saying it's above that. But if we know that, you saying. Dangling meat in front. That shouldn't even be said. You shouldn't even be allowed to say yes, that. Yes, I should, because I could say that if someone walks a tightrope over a, a, a ravine uh, that's, uh, you know, 500 feet in the air, he might cross that a million times. But we know that he's taking a chance and that if he falls, he falls. And he, he knowingly went in with that. And I think there's a responsibility that us as parents, I'm a parent. 
that I teach my children and make sure that they understand not to put themselves in a position not only about uh, about in a sexual situation, but in a safety situation of all times. And I think that's missing because we seem to want to just blame uh we just want to put it all on that was wrong, so that's it. Yes, it was wrong, and if that was the case and it could be proven, it's wrong. I get that. I'm not saying that. I am upset that there wasn't enough effort to put it in, into place that she wouldn't have been in that situation in the first place. And I don't think that you could just say this is wrong and not have the situation where you discuss that we shouldn't be in that position in the first place. There, there. If there was, I don't think that's our audience, but if there was... There would be a feminist out there listening to this with a thousand other feminists behind her. And the one lead feminist would look over her right shoulder and scream out to the thousand feminists behind her, a la Mel Gibson Braveheart, are you ready for a war? And the bitches is coming. Yeah, I'm ready for it. And then I would say this because I have boys. I don't have, I don't have girls. I have boys. And I would say that if my son came to me and said, well, Dad, um, I got this girl pregnant. She said she was on the pill, and I found out later she wasn't. I'd be, son, we've had this conversation. If you are not ready to make a commitment to someone, if you're not ready to have a child, you wear protection. Okay. You put yourself in the best position that you can before you go into any situation so that you don't find yourself in a bad position. Brother, 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 I agree with you. I'm just playing the devil's advocate. And when I hear you say that, again, what's so scary about what you're saying, even though it, to me, I get it and I think it makes sense. But what's scary is what you really hear underneath that is if you're not smart enough to do the right thing, knowing that there could be consequences, knowing that that door of possibility is cracked, well, hey, yeah, but that's not that's what I'm what, saying. I know it's not, that's, but I'm telling you, that's how that will always be interpreted. I, and I'm saying it again. I'm not saying that just because they found themselves in that situation that all bets are off. And now the, the person on the other side, the, per, the aggressor, shouldn't be held accountable. They should. There shouldn't be an aggressor. But we know in this world, no matter right. what you do. No matter whether it's this kingdom that we live in, the wild world kingdom of lions, tigers, right, and bears, right, right. there's an aggressor. Yes. And you have to be prepared for the aggressor. And I am not for the aggressor in this situation. I don't know what Tyson's situation. I'm talking about a completely uh, made-up situation where there could right. be the same scenario. I don't know. I'm not saying that the aggressor should get would get a pass or that he's right. What I'm saying is... Mm-hmm. You got to protect yourself and don't find yourself. And we need to make sure right. that we don't find our young ones in that situation. Right. And that's our responsibility. We need to do a job to make sure that they understand that. And it's still going to happen. Yes. And we will take care of it as it does happen. But I'm not. I, 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 I'm going to go. Do, I'm going to do this for you here. Here. Ha! I will say this. And it, this to me with certain subjects, like when you talk about black people and race and the n-word it feels like uh we have a a patent on it to so we're not saying people of non-blackness can't talk about it but this is our shit this is our struggle this has been our history it feels like to me with this it's almost like with women and it's their body it's their right abortion men can only say so much because this is not, we don't have the patent on this. And I'm saying that to say this. I think more women should be vocal about this. Because I think there are women out there, as long as they're not strong, hard feminists, that agree with you. That understand where you're coming from. Because even when they interviewed some of the women on the street, some of the women boldly said, what you going to his room at 2 in the morning for? You know what's up. Because when a man says things about this, it's the man. We're already behind the eight ball because we the beasts with the dicks that are just dogs and fucked up motherfuckers. Women, I wish more women would come out. And I'm not saying they would defend it, but at least let your voices be heard and go, hey, Andy's not off in terms of his assessment. Again, not excusing anything, not saying it's a, you know what I mean? But just more women come out and go, yo, speak on this shit. Okay, before I end this, because you, you made it, I, when I heard you say it, I want to make sure that 
what I said actually gets heard. I am not defending a man who aggressively does anything to a woman after if she says no, it's no. I yes, that. absolutely. That's there's nothing in there. I'm saying preventive medicine. If you know uh, something will give you cancer, but you enjoy it, um, diet soda. And you drink diet soda, you go into that knowing, well, look, cut down on your amount of diet soda. I, that's what I'm saying. Preventive medicine. You are part of what causes You know that this could happen, and you still do it. So going to someone's room, that's what I'm saying is I'm not blaming the girl for going to the room. I'm not blaming the parent. I'm blaming that the conversation isn't being heard because we're focused on the aggressor instead of some prevention at the same is, time. My point is it's so delicate a thing i get that we can't even have the conversation because we're dudes I, that's what i'm saying women need to lead that conversation i understand what you're saying i'm saying i want to protect children i want to protect the youth i want to protect them so that they know uh what to look for and and to be aware of their situation like I, we would teach our children to be aware of their surroundings right why let someone go into that situation and when we just put it on once uh on on an aggressive male we forget that we need to continue to make sure that our kids are aware. Now, someone does something aggressive to our kids, we want ju- we we want them. We want to get them right. for what that is. There, I'm not taking anything away from whatever the feminists want to say about that. I'm saying it's a two part conversation. Right. Um. I want to I want to speak on the Desiree situation, but before I do, I want to go back a second. You know, and here's the thing again that was so because as much as I love Mike. Hearing that made me cringe when the woman was like, you know, Mike, I'll eat, but not food. I want to fuck you. Bring your friend. That's what celebrities do. And it's like, unless you, and it happens. Trust me, I know I've, I've had it happen. Unless you meet a woman with that same energy as you, that same drive. And some broads, Chris Rock even alluded to it in one of his specials where he goes, I'm famous, but not like Denzel, where women look at Denzel and they go, I want to fuck him. Right. Straight up. They might want to fuck Chris, but it ain't like Denzel. But if unless you meet a woman that has that energy of, ooh, nigga, ooh, you want to do, you want to eat this pussy? Shit, I want to suck your dick. You want to fuck me as bad as I want to fuck you? I want to give it to you as aggressive and with the same tone as you're giving it to me. And those women exist. But unless you're dealing with that kind of woman, here's what Mike didn't understand. Not to say that the woman that, that is eloquent, eloquent or sophisticated or intelligent doesn't want to fuck you. They want to fuck you probably as aggressive as you want to fuck her. But you can't make her feel like a whore. You got to talk to her the right way. You still got to court. You still got to make her feel not like a slut or like a cheap. You can say you want to eat, but not food. You can say, I want to fuck you and your friend. You could say all that vulgar shit you want to say without being vulgar. Well, you can't be, you can't let them, you don't want someone to feel that they're a momentary conquest. Exactly. And, and Mike didn't understand that. If all the girls are ooing and on over you and fawning over you, goo goo gaga, nigga, you know, you got that already. You're already a step in. But just because you're a step in don't mean, you know, you can get it off just just because you're a step. You got to finish the job. But you also have to. And, and again, this is not a defense of anything that Tyson might have done or didn't do. This is just a, a completely just looking over the, the top of it. Um, that's how he was trained, though. And when I say that, I mean, you come up, you don't have a lot of experience. Now you're famous. You have a lot of money and women start treating you a certain way. You aren't always aware that that's not all women. This is like he said, this is right. how it, we do it. This is how, how what was the exact words? This is how it happens. Yeah. Like, that's famous. This is what happens this when you're famous. famous. That's what he knows. And the, the crazy part is prior to that fame and that fortune and all that of attention, he got none. And then he wasn't brought up with a dad that said, Hey son, this is the proper way you deal with women, how you court them, what to say, what to do. Let me give you a class in etiquette, smoothness, swagger. He didn't have that. And that's he funny. watched dudes beat his mother up. Right. His mother was alcoholic and abused him. She didn't say like some single parent moms out there without a man in the home. Hey, son, would you like somebody to treat your mother 
uh, treat treat would you like somebody to treat me the way you treating these girls? He had no upbringing in how to do any of that. So now throw on that. Now you famous. Now you rich. Now women are coming after you. And because of your fame and your wealth and all of that and your richness and all of that, you don't hear no often. And you can be a savage. And it works most times. So, you know. But that, that's that's not a defense. That's just. No, I'm that, just. Yeah, no, and I get that. But also, again, because I said it about making sure we're taking care of the kids. That's why it's important that uh, the young men get taught how to treat women in the home. The mom, like you have to understand uh, that, that you come, you come from a woman as a man and you need to treat them as in a way with the, the respect of that. It is uh, of how you look at someone's mom or a sister or an aunt. Right. That this is what, uh, this is why I think it, it's important. I don't see this uh, because I, I, I watch as we have all the information in our, in our phones uh, kids are learning about uh, sexual activity so much sooner because it's in their hands, it's in their mm-hmm. phone. They can get information anywhere. I remember when sexual activity in your hands meant you was jacking <laughs> <No>. off. <laughs> but now, now you right. can, now not only can you jack off, but right. you can also get a video to do it with you know, at, yeah. at, at whatever age you have access to the phone. You got your, your dick in one hand and your show in the other. But I'm seeing, right. uh, I'm seeing adult parents not parent their kids in this social interaction because the kids are, are coming with so much knowledge sooner than right. when uh, the older generations are. And it still has, but respect how we treat one another. That has to, that ha- there has to be more. Edu- Cause if you, if you go online and you watch what sexual activity is happening online, um, it's not, it's not what you just said about cordial and making a girl feel good about right. it at the end. Right. So, uh, th- it's important to talk to our kids about this because yeah. we're not we're we're they're being shown something completely different than what the other what what's being said should be done or how we should act or how sh- we should interact. So I, I just feel it's very complicated. That's that's the only reason I wanted to. St- I, I'll put my neck on the line and saying what I've said and and stick by it. Straight up, do you believe Desiree Washington was raped? I believe she believes she was raped. And I believe Tyson doesn't feel that he raped her. And that's uh, one of the problems. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Andy, you know, you're giving me a political answer. Because no. when you go, I believe, she believe, I'm not, that's not, I want you specifically, in your opinion, when you watched what you watched, if you were on the jury, do you believe she was raped? Do you believe Mike did that? It, it's it's such a you know I know you want me to give you the answer like I'm sitting on the jury and I could say. You'd have to, though, to get the vote. In favor or no, yay or nay? Well, uh, the way that we talk about it today, if she said no and he continued, then yes. What do you mean? If she said no at any point in that night that she wanted to stop, then then it's rape. Right. Okay. We, We know how it works. Do you believe flat out Mike raped her? I have a really hard time believing Mike raped her. So no, you're saying no. Just say no. Commit, nigga. I have a really hard time believing it. I'd have to. I wasn't well, on the, why ju- the hesitation. But because I'm not on the jury, I didn't hear everything that they said. I'm going by what if. What's what your if. gut tell you, man? No, he didn't. And I don't okay. think. I think if it was a jury today, and he got the right people, there, there was people in the jury that actually looked like Mike or represented anything that Mike was, uh, and he and he had a better attorney that didn't lead him down the road. That the, the defense that they talked about. The, yeah, I'm a bad guy. Defense. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think he gets convicted. I don't think he gets convicted today. So no, I'd go. I would have to go. No. Uh, okay. I, I emphatically say no. Uh, and here's why I brought this up, and I put in a note. One of the beauty contestants said, and they quoted Desiree Washington as saying, uh, "Mike is dumb, and Robin got all that money. I should get paid too." Yeah, and she said she didn't say that, though. Of course they do. I, I know. But one of the other girls said she did. She did. Now, let me tell you something. If that is true, my first question becomes, how the fuck is that not entered into evidence? I don't know. And that's that's why I have a huge problem with this. Uh, and, and I have a huge problem that they didn't re uh, reopen the case. What was that when you get a new trial? What's that called? Appeal. Appeal and, and then get a retrial. Get a, yeah, get a retrial. There should have been a retrial. There was a lot of things were wrong with that. Well, case. that... That is where it feels he didn't get a retry. That is where it feels Indiana 
home of the Klan. And I'm not saying it's all connected, but a black man on trial, he's the monster, he's the sexual beast, you know, the typical stereotype, my dick, my dick, my dick, raping, pillaging, and white folks hearing, which was pretty much an all-white jury, this nigga, I want to fuck you, this dainty girl, yeah, that, something in that. And younger, and she was young. At 18. Yeah, so, uh, but that, that is what, that, that right there is what got him. The fact that it's an all-white jury, they hear him say, yeah, I want to fuck you. And Mike said it out of his own words. And Mike's saying it. How, how, I, I, <laughs> I, I want to have, I want to fuck you. Well, I, I, whether he said fuck you or intercourse. He said fuck you. I'm just saying, I don't yeah. think it would have mattered. Uh, you know, but I think it would have mattered a little bit. If he would have said, if he would, if he would have went in there and said that he was, I was sexually attracted to her. I was, mm-hmm. I, I think we both understood I was sexually attracted to her. Instead of saying, you know, we both understood I wanted to fuck her. Yeah, there, there's, <laughs> the <brute shit. laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. There's, but, but that's what they were selling at that. That's that's what I, I don't understand uh, that case. And again, um, yeah, I don't think it goes down the same way today. Yeah, I, 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 and this is not just. Me is because I'm a Tyson fan. Uh, I think she's a liar. I think she lied. I think I, I I don't know what he did in the room to piss her off, but something he either did or didn't do made her feel like a whore. Made her feel cheap. And when you have a statement or when it's been said, you've allegedly said he's dumb and Robin got paid. Come on, man. That to me, this ain't rocket science. Yeah, but you're going okay. But as as we go about how we feel about the trial and what was said, you're going off of someone saying that she said that, but with no evidence either, because anybody can say anything that they want about somebody. Well, then that's what the whole case is, isn't right? It? But that no evidence. But that that is enough. That so is, if we gonna play that game, then it's enough. Then it should be a, okay. Then it's, it's at least admissible as 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 evidence, right? And it should be, you know. When you ask me, do I believe he did right. it? It's hard because again, it's a he said, she said, and we don't, we weren't there, right? So it, it's almost impossible. And if you can't prove someone's guilty, you can you can say that you can look at it any way you want to. But how do you prove someone's guilty when you have nothing and you have right. you have other people saying things that makes it sound like she knew what she was doing, right? So yes, I, I think that's a huge problem, but I think. Just what we said there is is more uh, of a Floor Creek conversation than me saying what I said earlier. You think that is more of Yep. Because there's people that are going to say, nope, that she was in the... This is very, this still gets... I think heated. it all ties together. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I just feel like that... that Saying that she was a liar, I think, is would it fires up more people. Right. <clears throat> um... You know, I really wish uh, I could have. I really wish I could have got in Mike Tyson's. I could get like, like, dude. You know, as I was watching this thing, and then later they go to seeing Mike with his kid and talking to him, and and uh, and the reporter asking Mike questions, and he asked him if if, if the Mike Tyson of today could go back and talk to the Mike Tyson of young, what would you tell him? And he goes, it's going to hurt. Life's going to hurt. Uh, and I'm trying not to get choked up. I love that man so much because he's so transparent and there's such a bravery in being that honest and being that naked in front of the world you can't help but respect it because he seems as powerful as he was as a fighter and as a person, uh, more mortal and human being in that moment uh, and more relatable than some of these fake fucking phony superstars out here or the people that we call superstars. Uh, and people love him for that. It's the reason why they love Tupac. It's the reason why they love DMX. And for the record, I don't want to get too off course here. For the love of God, I wish older white people would have learned how to say Tupac. The nigga's name ain't Tupac. 
That was a. I wanted to throw my Cheetos bag at the TV. <laughs> Tupac Shakur. Tupac. It was Pac, motherfucker, not Pack. Um, <laughs> Tupac Shakur. Um, but people like Pac and X and Tyson. That's why you love them because they relate to the motherfucker that the have-nots, and and even with the money and the fame, a part of them is still connected to the have-nots. And I'm not sitting up here trying to paint my picture on some grand scale as equal to Tyson. But I will say that I see certain similarities in, I don't, you know, the, again, the glitz, the glamour, the Hollywood shit, it's nice. I want it. But I also love the connection I have to the streets. And I love it when people from the streets come up to me and say to me, yo, man, you this. Yo, love, respect. You wanted the best. Because it makes me feel like I'm connected with the right people. Because that Hollywood shit, as nice as, as it is, is bullshit. And when Mike cries or when he chokes up and he's trying to express shit, and you see that man's pain, like I really would love to hug Mike. Like give him a hug and let him know and say to him, brother to brother, yo, I love you, man. I love you. And even though Mike don't know me from Adam, really, and he might think it's weird and I know he's heard it a million times. I feel that way about him, man. And I'm and I'm starting to think it probably was best I didn't do his podcast because I would have been so entrenched in what I want to say, hoping that he can understand how much he means to me. I'd want to ask him so many questions that he probably wouldn't have wanted to dive into, areas he wouldn't have wanted to go into, and to the point I might have been annoying. You know what baffles me about that? Are you saying that? is you know what annoys you, and you know how fandom can annoy you. And when you talk about Mike, you almost become like the people that you would be annoyed by. But you don't understand something. But also, at times, I need it. Yeah, you're right. I need to hear that. Yeah, you're right. And when certain fans... And there's a difference between people who come up to me and go, Aries, I'm a fan. I'm going to talk your ear off. I'm going to hit you with a bunch of nonsense. And I go, oh, God. And then there are people who come up to me and I could feel the, the love, the love, yeah. the legitimacy, the way they say certain things to me, how they say it to me, what they say. I go, this is coming from a different place. Yeah, you could tell when someone you got someone through something. Right. And and that <sighs> I'm going to tell you, I feel that that I need to hear that because I'm telling you, I swear to God, Andy, and I'm not going to go there. But this I told you this shit will have you one day. Almost fall into your knees in pain. And when those certain people come up to me and they say what they say, it's like I get wings, man. And I, and I stand back up and I need to hear that. And I don't know if Mike needs to hear it, but I feel like if I, in my fantasy, I could say what I want to say and he will understand I mean a lot to this nigga. I, I've helped this nigga do some shit because I ain't from Brownsville. I didn't grow up where, as Rosie Perez said, bitches would get put in hallways and raped. And Mike said he got molested. Some dude put him in a dark alley. And I don't come from that. I was poor. I grew up with mice. I grew up with roaches. But I ain't grew up like that, nigga. Right. And, and if he could make it, then I ain't got no excuses, even though I've got plenty. Right. So that man just, oh. Well, you know what? That same line, what you just said, though, um, from what he said, uh, it's going to hurt. Yeah. What would you? What would? What would Mike today tell a young Mike? What was amazing to me about that, right? And I truly, I was truly amazed by it because I, I wanted. The, the, my question for him is, would be about that. Would be, did you say that because of where you, who you are inside today, or did you just say that because it just hurts that bad? Because that is the sign of someone who has so much growth. Because most people, when you say, what would you tell them? Hey. Don't do this one thing because this one thing changed my life. Or don't do this. Right. Mike looks at his life as a painting that's you could still be painting it, but it's that part's done. Right. That past history is done painted. It's solid on the right. canvas. And he said it's going to hurt. Not, not let's change some things, but be prepared. It's going to hurt. That is such a that is that is a higher level of thought. And when he said that, that got me because I went wow. That's not a guy who's trying to 
make up for something that happened in the past. That's not a guy who's trying to who would say, well, if only this would have been different. He said it's going to hurt. That's a person who's accepted their past and is looking to their future. And that's a different kind of dude, man. That's impressive. I wasn't I wasn't ready for when he said that. You know, like I always I thought like most people, Mike was going to end one of two ways, jail or dead. And and the fact that not only did he not die, not only is he not in jail, but he's revered. That means he really made it through the storm. He really made it. All the way. All the way. Uh and and even his growth and when he said Yo, my, uh, Kiki was current woman. Uh, I don't want to cheat on her. It made me sit back and go, whoa. Because I've said to you in private conversations, I would love to not be able to want other women. But that's a hard thing for me because the women that I have been with, or from what I know so far, uh, it's just hard for me to see being with one broad when when that broad get on your nerves or when shit get rough, nigga. That's that's your only ride forever. And and plus again, I separate the fun of fucking, aka the sport, from who I love and care about, aka my life. I can separate those two, and one has nothing to do with the other to me. But there is a maturity in being able to go. You know what? At the end of the day, though, cheating, you're still hurting somebody. You're still doing wrong. And and like I said, Mike's book, Undisputed, when he, this nigga was fucking slanging dick like it was candy. And he's like, yo, I don't want to cheat on her. That's huge, man. It is, because to me, that... And this is all about growth to me. Because that's all I'm trying to do at this point in my life, is to figure out really what this is about. And when Tyson says that, that means... That, that dude actually likes himself now because you saw the whole career where he didn't like himself. He didn't like, and he says it so much in, in, in the books. You see it in the interview, in the interviews prior when he's younger. You know, he likes himself now. And when you like yourself, you can receive good energy from the people that you want in your life and you can feel good about yourself. I think cheating has a lot to do with you need someone to give you affirmation because they they like you, they want you, they need you, they they feel they to get that energy from someone is what you're but getting. See, but that's what I'm saying. That I hear what you're saying, but to me the two don't equate. Like I, I literally can go, yo, look at this bad bitch right here, aka Gemma or Mira Dime. I, if I can and they let me, I'm going to fuck them for the sport of how good that's going to feel. But I'm not gonna leave my woman for them. Because but, that's my woman, and that's who I love, that's who I trust, that's who I've been with since forever. Me fucking them ain't about love. It's about the sport. Me with wifey, that's love. But if you put her feelings into that context, then that changes it. Put my wifey's feelings into the gun? Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't load my sporting rifle with my wife's feelings. <laughs> but that's that's yeah, that's that's part of it. Sometimes them bullets is different bullets. Nigga. Yeah, but sometimes the feelings you gotta leave that, I know you gotta, what you're you gotta leave I that know, rifle at home. I know what you're <laughs> that rifle needs to stay at home. <laughs> right. Because but you know what? And this is this is the uh this is the beauty of life, is that I think the day that you go, I wanna leave that rifle at home and mm. not take it out is the day that it all comes together because and I'm not saying that I, you know I'm not it's not any better than or mm-hmm. because I know who you are I know who I am and I I I'm I'm going to be I'll, I I love my girl but I'm not going to say that I'm beyond approach I'm not going to say that something could happen and mm-hmm. I couldn't fuck something up I could we yeah. all can right but the growth to become that that better person is as to me is that's that's my only mission right now is to find out how to be the better person that's in me so when I see Tyson, I'm, I'm looking at him. And this is why what you said to me, you know, he's, he went through the storm. He weathered. Dude, he's almost to me like he I don't know how to say this without sounding dumb, but he's he's like a uh, he's like a backyard guru. Like, you know, like I'm talking about, mm. like, because to, to go through everything he's going through and then to find out who he is and then accept who he is and find love and be able to give love. Mm-hmm. That's that, that's this is another level. 
It's it's another level, and I think to, to go through what he did to get there, because you brought this up, when the kiss cam comes on, right, and he kisses his girl, mm-hmm. and he sees that it's on the camera, and he covers up his face, and he, I believe that was real. Absolutely, that's what made it so adorable. But that's also a man who's found himself because he's 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 sensitive that he let he let everyone see that. Yes. That's that's <laughs> an emotion. That's someone who is within <sighs> themselves. And to be that, and I don't know. That's what I love about him, dude. There is no facade. There is no, who are you really? What you see, that is what, he is sushi, nigga. Raw, (laughs) and there it is. But that's where we should all try to be heading to. But that takes bravery. It does. It takes guts. And and most people don't have them kind of guts. Let me me even throw it to stand up a little bit. What made Richard Pryor so great was his vulnerability. To talk about growing up in a whorehouse. To talk about the things most people wouldn't talk about. Comedically, I wish I, I'm trying to become that. But I don't be real uh, in a hurry to talk about things that went on in my life. That I'm like, to share on stage? Yeah, That takes guts, nigga. Listen, I, I think I told you this in private conversation. You know, I, yeah, and I've said this part on the pod. But, you know, yeah, my dad used to beat my mother physically. And, again, as a kid, when you watch that, if you don't know no better, you think that's okay. For a long time, when me and my sister got in fights, I would physically beat her up with closed fists and beat her up like a boy because I thought that was what you do. You know how embarrassed I am by that? Yeah. So it's like, you know. But 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 it it but it doesn't define you. It actually. No, it doesn't. But, but. But to open up and be that truthful. To talk about it. To talk about that in front of the world, strangers. That's, that's, uh, that's wild, yo. But that's when you get beyond you. And if you could talk about that so that you're helping other people with humor to diffuse it so that right. other people don't. You and other people don't have to feel bad about themselves for doing it because they grew and they learned and they're apologetic for that. Right. that you know, to me with comedy, and this is what a lot of people uh, where I go in a different way with comedy and and i and a lot of people do i know that you tell a lot of truths in your comedy but the truth is to to take the worst things and we're not talking about the worst things because we're trying to be edgy it's when you can take something that's bad and and you can make a smile even not necessarily even a huge laugh but if you can get people to to smile to laugh to change that thought process for just a second over something that was so horrible in life that you give them a moment just to have a little bit of a break in it, mm-hmm. that can open up the door for their healing. And that, to me, is the most important part about coming. Because when I'm going to tell you, you know, when you talk about bravery and you brought up Richard Pryor, when Richard Pryor says, you know, about sucking a dick, that is one of the boldest <laughs> moves. And listen, I, I've only done, I've worked with you for a few years. And I'm going to tell you, I, I'll be, the, I'll, a black room is n- is not the easiest room, and a black room for a black man, I can't even imagine to come on stage and explain how right sucking a dick in a room. Jesus, yeah. Christ. dude, yeah. dude, like like that. That's why Richard Pryor is still the goat because he's gone further out to me right. than anyone else even today has gone with the close, close, close Chappelle. That, right. but that's why right. because the honesty, the integrity to be able to go that far out there, and. See Tyson Be honest in this thing and, and and see him for who he is You're right It is powerful And you know it, it, When I watched you get moved by it And then I started talking about it I got moved by it And, and how many people have that kind of effect On, on the guy at home Through a box And, and I'm, I'm not trying to You know Please believe me when I say this to the people listening I'm not trying to selfishly Uh put this on me and make it seem like ha I'm just saying there are certain things you relate to and that's why I'm telling you when I have people come up to me and they go man I love you blah 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 I go thank you but yeah and then there are people that I'm telling you it's a look in their eye it's the way they shake my hand where it it's it's deeper than just the last guy that told me and I'm telling you dude I, I'm I would be to Mike Tyson what cult soul is to us <laughs> like I would, coming up to Mike in wet socks, uh, and and because like, dude, it was, and I knew what the second half of the documentary was gonna be. 
And I'm still going to watch it because it's Tyson. But I also know I'm not going to enjoy it as much as the first because I know the second part is the downfall. And I don't want you don't want to see your heroes take the fall. And I just went. It pisses me off because at the end of the day, we could speculate. We could talk about this all day. We can't change what happened. And all we have are the facts. But I know, I know. Like when Mike Tyson apologized to Teddy Atlas, that was huge. Yeah. And I just went, after the first fight that Mike lost to Holyfield, if Mike could have just went, you know what? I'm a clear house. Goodbye, Don King. Hello, new manager. Uh, whoever that new guy is. Uh, trustworthy, good, like like uh, like uh, Jim Jimmy Jacobs or whoever he was that he loved. But more importantly, yo, Teddy Atlas, Kevin Rooney, I want y'all back in my corner. I want y'all to train me. I want let's go back to the old days. Let's go back to the farm. Let's go back to where Cuss lived. Let's train in the old gym. Let's take it back to the beginning. There's no way Mike Tyson doesn't be Holyfield. Yeah, see, no way. This, There's no way he loses to Lennox Lewis. If he had gone back and took it to the beginning and thrown the combinations by numbers, when Cuss, when Kevin Rooney used to say to him, "Yo, Mike, two six seven eight nine," and Mike knew what that meant, Teddy Atlas with the head movement, the defense. There's no way the second half of Mike's boxing career is not as good as his first because the second half, he was a head-hunting knockout artist. The first part, he was a technician. He was a combination thrower. He was a head mover. He had footwork. He had discipline. Why the fuck couldn't Mike clean house? And that would be one of the questions I would have asked Mike on his podcast. Mike, why ain't you clean house? Why ain't you go back to Kevin and Teddy, little nigga? And, and here's what I like most about Tyson right now, and this is what you're missing. And maybe you're not missing. Maybe this is just it affects you more than it's obviously affecting Tyson at this point in his life. He's already made peace with that. He can't change that painting from his, from his past. And he ain't, he ain't reliving it anymore. When he said it's going to hurt, all that is done. It's, it hurt. It's going to hurt. It hurt. All that, he might see it. He might even be able to explain it to you. But it's done for him. And the reason I got to want to go back just a little bit to uh, uh, Desiree, mm-hmm. because when we're saying this, and, and, and this actually forms a lot of my opinion when you ask me, do I think he did it? And I said, no. I think at the point where Mike is in his life, with the books that he's written, what he said, what he did, he already went to jail for it. There's nothing they can do to him about it anymore. He would have said he did it. And he still says he didn't do it. And, and, and I'm not, and again, I am not putting this man on a pedestal and trying to uh, have a woman who, uh, and, and rip her down and run her over. I'm not trying to do that. You asked me a question, and that's part of the reason why I feel that way. Because he has left nothing, uh, everything's open. Right. He has the Teddy Atlas thing, everything that he's went back to do, he's went back to try to clean up his life. Uh, it, to, and I don't want to say clean up, make amends to everything so that he can move forward. Right. And that's why I said he's like a guru to me. But what I do want to know, someone out there, and I'm not saying this is a joke, what happened to Teddy Atlas? What's that thing on Teddy Atlas's face? Did he get (laughs) – and I'm not trying to be mean to Teddy Atlas. I really want to know. Did he get in a fight? I don't know. Because I didn't know Teddy Atlas until I saw this thing. I I thought he was a boxing trainer. And he always looked like the the kind of – he's like, you know, the mustache guy, just kind of – I didn't know that he was a that dude. Oh, I think he, he, oh, he, no, I, he was the real deal. Yeah, dude. I didn't get yeah, that. He, he, he trained uh, Michael Mora to a title. Yeah, but I didn't know that he was like a bad. He's a bad boy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. And I saw that on his face. I want to know. Did he get in some? It had. It couldn't have been nothing nice. No, no, it couldn't right. been anything nice. I just didn't know that. That's yeah, man. Yeah. Um. So yeah, man. I I I, uh, I liked it. Um, <laughs> dude, that is so funny. You went through this whole emotional roller coaster, and you just ended up with, "Yeah, man, uh, I liked it." Yeah, I mean, you know, it, <laughs> it, it was it was good. And, and I and I tell you, you know, seeing Mike with his son, uh, I think them pants should have been a little looser because I know during some of that walk, you can see that nigga's dick meat slamming up against the pants. <laughs> I gotta see where Mike's tip was. No homo, but goddamn, Mike. <laughs> Mike, a tight black turtleneck. Nigga, go up a size, nigga. Uh, um, but just seeing him. Boxer briefs, man. Boxer briefs, yeah. <laughs> seeing him interact with his son 
And that part where he goes, high five, and he goes, you know I love you, right? Come on, man. From a dude that was supposed to be dead or in jail to giving the love. And you could tell being a father is important to him. And he said being present. Being present because being, he knows that other part of right. his life. And, and, and then having lost his four-year-old daughter during the accident. And it'd be a bad motherfucker to survive all of that, man. I know I couldn't. I could feel it. I barely feel like I could survive what I go through now. And I'm not nearly... And live in that life or have lived that life. So that's a bad motherfucker, dude. There's no denying it, man. Uh, honestly, uh, like I'm not a Tyson fan the way that you are, but when I watched that, the, I'm telling you, that part when he said it's going to hurt changed my whole opinion on who he was. Right. Not not who he was. It's that who he was is who he, who he is. But right. who he is right now is changed my whole... That is a... That's a, that's a man that has made... Uh, has found his humanity in a way that most of us never will. Mm. And that's how I get pussy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who's up on the who's who's, uh, who's on the turntable? All right. You got anything before I get to him? Just going to be in Portland uh, the 25th through the 27th at Portland Helium. Uh, the end of the, that's what is that? The last weekend of June. Yep. And uh, then we'll be in July. We'll be at the Toledo Funny Bone the second and third. Toledo. Ohio Ooh. and Aerie Spears. Who do we have on our wheels of steel this week? All right, coming up, uh, this is D'Angelo Lewis. Uh, I believe uh, it's called Foe to the Stowe. Vatos featuring Fastlane official music video. Um, Instagram is uh, www.instagram.com slash the number four. T O D A, the number five T O, uh, yeah. Fold to the stove. Fold to the stove. I thought that was like a Koreans making soup. Fold to the stove. You go, you buy soup. Fold to the stove. Okay. Uh, Twitter, twitter.com slash number four T O D A five T O. I wonder what he's putting. I wonder why five instead of an S. See it? Fo to the five to. But he's saying it's pronounced fo to the stow. You see it? Yeah, maybe just to just to get some more attention. Facebook. www.facebook.com slash four T O D A five T O. Follow fast lane P. Uh, Instagram. I don't know. This is confusing to me. But www.instagram.com slash f a s t l a n e underscore p slash. Uh, follow another Instagram. www.instagram.com slash j eight two four m slash. Fold to the stove. Vatos. Enjoy. Dirty, ruthless Vato, eh? But I like that. <laughs> What's poppin' for you must ain't heard we be the Vatos Them niggas that you used to dealin' with, no we is not those My click all dark, bitch, I move around like gatos Don't see them in the videos, don't mean that we ain't got those Made enough bread to bake biscuits for the projects I'm tryna be paid in full, fuck the other nonsense You worry about the option, I'm worried about the profit Lil' baby, brand new whip, for four pockets All blue faces, catch them slippin' with a mop stick Let me draw the boat, change the flow, nigga, watch this Making bands, spinning bands all week and I ain't getting none of this shit from EDD. I had guns under the couch and I had dope under the sink. Ain't no sugar in this tank, so nigga, ain't nothing sweet. Tryna put my family on like my name was Big Meat. If you believe, you can achieve, but gotta get the game from Pete. Real desperado, round round with my vatos. Them niggas that you used to dealing with, no, we is not those. My click all dogs. Bitch, y'all move around like got those. Don't see them in the videos, don't mean that we ain't got those. I'm the one that brought it back. This hurt the whole hood. Hand it to my niggas, gave it to them for the jug. Mass in the gun, got me feeling like a crook. Hands Young, got these older bitches shook. Nice. Studying my game, might as well write a book. 
bitch. She try to draw the boat with the great Captain Hook. Type up your chance, or you gon' get your bitch took. I'm on way to Hall of Fame, you gon' always be a rook. Here's what I eat, I said grace before I cook. He the type to leave a plans with a bitch and set him up. That's your average motherfucker, I'ma fuck until she come. Leave her in the sheets, I'll call out a hit and run. Real desperado, rhyme round with my vatos. The niggas that you used to dealing with, no, we is not those. My click all dogs, bitch, y'all move around like got those. Don't see them in the videos, don't mean that we ain't got those. Fuck them all, I just wanna ball. No more shopping at the Hilltop Mall. Keep it on me, ain't no one to call. P A O R. Me a legend in the making, you in presence of some greatness. But you would never think as we be moving around like gangsters. We started off as rookies, not the top where they should rank us. And we make this shit look good to be for real, bro. Y'all should thank it. That's how I get pussy. <laughs> <laughs>